We are on air for Fan for Racing Radio. This is Monday, September the 25th, and we're doing our Texas NASCAR race review and Hot Topic Sound Off tonight. We're going to start in the first half hour with short track news. And afterward, we have a guest coming on board. Patrick Staropoli uh, has been on our show before. He's a late model driver, and with, he's with Star Racing Enterprises. He recently won a race, and uh, he's uh, got another race coming up this coming weekend that we will talk about at uh, Citrus Speedway down in Florida. Next, we're going to briefly update the NASCAR Truck Series and then review the NASCAR Xfinity and NASCAR Cup Series races that took place out at Texas Motor Speedway this past weekend. And afterward, we're going to talk about the uh, Hot Topic Sound Off discussion with our Fan for Racing crew. Uh, So that will start it at 9.30 tonight. Uh, Now... Uh, Sal will be joining us shortly, our co-host for tonight, Sal Segala. Uh, and I know he's coming home from work right about the beginning of the show. So I'm going to go ahead and cover some of the short track news real quick here. And then um, he'll, he should catch up with us uh, as soon as he comes in. I'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but I wanted to let uh, people know I'm over at Racing America right now some of the top stories there, and one of the uh, stories is that Greg Van Alst, who races in the Arkham Art Series, claims a victory at Madison 200 at Anderson Speedway in Indiana. So congratulations to Greg Van Alst. Real happy to see that uh, he won that race. And then also, Steckley wins the APC United LM Championship wins the finale. Uh, And Nagy and Nagy finish one and two, winning the race and the title. Uh, Those are all stories that you can read over at at Racing America. So uh, a lot of really good racing uh, that took place this past weekend. Also, uh, coming up, the purse for the 52nd Winchester 400 has increased to more than $100,000. Dollars, So that's for a late model race uh, that's coming up. The winner of the ASA Stars National Tour event at Winchester Speedway will pocket a guaranteed $20,000 with a potential to win an additional $34,500. And that is pretty exciting uh, for that Winchester 400 race. Uh, that's coming up. And again, you can read all about that over at Racing America. I'm going to go over to Flow Racing and see what we have available there uh, while I check and see if Sal has arrived yet. Uh, September uh, 27th to the 30th, the BC39 brings Heartbeat of the Sport back to IMS. Uh, that is a video that you can watch over at um, over at uh, Flow Racing, and then the race of the week, uh, another video about almost a half hour video, uh, is the Sweet Manufacturer Race of the Week, the All Star Sprints out of Eldora. 
so you can check that out. And then Logan Seavey reacts after the USAC Four Crown National Sweep, another uh, video uh, that's available over at Flow Racing. Uh, some races that are coming up there uh, tomorrow night at 515, the High Limit Sprint Series will race at Lernerville. That's available on Flow Racing. Uh, September 27th, you've got the Castrol Flow Racing at Tyler County. Uh, that's going to be at 5 p.m. Central Time. And at 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, the USAC BC39 at the Dirt Track at IMS. Uh, all those races are coming up here, and you can learn more about those races. Checking back to see if Sal's here yet. He's not here yet. So, um a Southside update on the late model stock car cars. Speaking on his Actions Detrimental podcast, Denny Hamlin has issued a clarification over his weekend comments at Texas. So folks will want to check that out for sure. Uh, the underdog Trevor Ward clocks Martinsville 300 victory. Again, late model stock cars. Uh, that's over at Short Track Scene. Bubba Pollard serves as the best man at Short Track Wedding this weekend in the super late model. So you'll want to read about that over at Short Track Scene. And Shaw's dry spell ends with a PASS pass spud success uh, in the Pro All-Star Series. So check that out over at Short Track Scene. Dawson Ruggiero are crowned champions as Pollard wins the Pensacola finale. Uh, that's, again, super late models over at uh, Short Track Scene. And Boone wins Pensacola, the pro-late model finale. And Bolin is crowned the champ. A lot of reading uh, to catch up on Short Track Racing available over at Short Track Scene. So uh, definitely you'll want to check all of that out. I'm going to go over to the SRL uh, Spears SRL Series Coming up uh, is the 35th Annual October Classic at Kern County Raceway Park. That's Sunday, October the 15th. So uh, that's going to be a big race that uh, you can catch up with uh, over at um, uh, the SRL uh, SouthwestTouring.com. Motor City Jam Steve Racer Loyalty Bonus is available. Uh, and that's going to be who's eligible, Motor City GMC Racer Loyalty Bonus. Here's your chance to get some extra cash. Uh, you must uh, purchase a 602-crate motor for Motor City within three years, Spears Pro Late Model Series and Spears Modified Series, eligible races, Kern County Raceway in June and again in October, uh, the highest finishing driver can get $500, the second highest finishing 300 and the third highest is $250,000. And that's for uh, uh, the race at Kern County Raceway Park on October the 15th. Uh, and Spears has their own uh, TV where you can watch a lot of the races on Spears Racing TV. And that's available at srlstopwesttour.com. So, uh, again, a lot coming up here for uh, that series. Uh, let me see if Sal's here yet. He is here, so I'm going to bring him into the queue. 
Sal, welcome to the show. Oh, good evening, Sharon. Thank you. Happy birthday again. I know oh, it's your birthday today. You, you told me earlier. Yes, I did. I mentioned it to you earlier because our guest that was coming on at 9.30 that's now rescheduled for next week also has a birthday today. Yeah, he he decided to go on. His wife, well, wife, girlfriend took him to play golf, so he wasn't sure he was going to be back in time. Oh, okay. So we are going to have a guest coming up here at 845, so about six minutes from now. It's an old friend of ours, uh, Sal, Patrick Sarapoli. Oh, he's, cool. What's, he's what's, a, he, uh, what's he got going on? Well, he's a super – he's a uh, late model driver, and uh, he recently won a race at Auburn Speedway. And this coming weekend, he's got a race coming up at Citrus Speedway uh, down in Florida. And I think, he, he, you know, he's an eye doctor, an ophthalmologist, and he is, uh, I think, changing locations. He's moving from Florida to another state. So we'll find out more about that uh, when he comes on the show here shortly. Well, okay. Sounds good. Okay. I was just talking about the Spears uh, race that's coming up, uh, the Motor City GMC Racer event that's coming up at Kern County Raceway Park on October the 15th. I know you're not going to be there because you're going to be out at Las Vegas. No, actually, I'm going to be there. Oh, you are going to be there? Vegas is on Friday. Yeah, Vegas is Friday. I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get that Friday off. So I'm going to oh. be at the, at, yeah, I was going to try and get it off, but it's, um, so I'm not going to basically, I, no, basically I, I would be driving from, I, I would have to leave after that race, drive home, get home about two, three o'clock in the morning and then turn around and sleep for three hours and, and drive. drive out to Kern. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. So I'm not going to yeah. see you this year. Okay, well, who are the drivers to watch in this race, Sal? Well, Jacob Gomes already has the championship locked up. Okay. So, um, so you know, he's going to be there. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the entry list, but it's probably just going to be, you know, just our normal cast of drivers. But, um, uh, yeah, Jacob's already got the championship locked up, so. And then um, I think Lenny White has a championship locked up in the prolate models. And I know that Travis Thurkettle has it locked up in the uh, in the modified. So uh, they're all basically racing just to – actually, Lenny White just has to show up. And I think the same thing with Travis. He just has to show up to the track, and they're already champions. But Jacob locked it up on this past weekend when he um, – well, not this past weekend, but the weekend before when he uh, won mm-hmm. the race at, uh, at Irondale, so he went and locked it up. Well, they've got that loyalty bonus, too, for the first, second, and third place drivers, and uh, uh, that's kind of cool, too. They're going to get that uh, extra bonus. Yeah, that's they have the to, that's if they get the, yeah, if they get the motor, if they bought their motor from uh, – from, uh, from that Chevy dealer that's over in Bakersfield. Oh, okay. Okay. Which which, so which most cool. of them have, so, yeah. 
which most of them have. So, and then they're all okay. running six oh two anyways. That's that's the only one they can run. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty deep. It's gonna be a good race. It's, it'll be uh, championship weekend. They'll crown champions and and uh, it's gonna be Sunday during the day, which is gonna be nice because it's not gonna be at night. Okay. Uh, one of the things that we saw is that Greg Van Oss claimed a Madison 200 victory at Anderson Speedway. I was so happy to see that for Greg Van Oss. Well, that was this past weekend, huh? Yeah, they raced it. Um, I'm sure you got to that one too. They raced at uh, Five Flags. Okay. And what this past weekend? And Jeremy Doss ended up winning the. He won on uh, Friday night. Oh, no, Stephen Nassie won on Friday night. Jeremy Doss won the championship, the Blizzard Series then, championship, uh, so he ended up. And then Bubba Pollard won on Saturday night. So Jacob, Jacob, Jeremy ended up with the full, uh, basically he's he's got his entry and pit pass, everything paid for the Snowball Derby from winning the, from winning the Blizzard awesome. Series championship. Well, also, Gio Ruggiero was crowned as a champion at uh at Pensacola as well. Yeah, that, that was for another. That was for another uh, division. Another division, okay. So yeah. well, that's pretty cool that he uh, won that, and is, so we'll see him in that uh, uh, snowball derby in December. So yeah, he was already going to go, but all this did was just basically help him, you know, as far as finance financially, you know, with the. Uh, I think they got like eight pit passes for basically the team, and then his entry entry is paid. So, Very you know that cool. knocked off, uh, you know, some more money. Then I forget what else they gave him. Gave him something else. Very so, very cool. So. I wonder if our next guest maybe was at that race at Five Flags Speedway. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll ask him. Uh, joining us now is our guest, Patrick Serapoli. And, Patrick, I'm so excited to have you back on the show tonight so we can kind of catch up with what's going on with you. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It's been a while. I hope you've been doing well. We have been doing well. Uh, we were just talking about the race that took place at Five Flags Speedway. Any chance you were there this weekend? Um, I wasn't there. I actually just missed it uh, by a couple of days. So um, I think we were, we were talking back and forth in, in the email. I, I just moved out to Houston, uh, Texas for my, my first job after finishing uh, all my med school residency fellowship training. And I actually stopped at Pensacola um, on the way here to check out the track. I've never raced at Five Flags before, uh, but Snowball Derby's on the bucket list. And so I, I think I stopped there on Tuesday. And I know they had the double header this weekend, so I, w- I watched it on TV. But Eventually, we're going to make it over there with the Super and try to go run with those guys. Okay, that sounds really cool. Now, uh, you mentioned your your move to Houston, Texas, and that's with your uh, ophthalmology job, right? (laughs) Yep, yep, that's correct. Um, I've been in Miami now for pretty much the last 10 years uh, doing all my training, and I I just finished – a fellowship that I specialize, um, like in, in retina surgery, to so helping people with, with retinal detachments and um, diabetes and high blood pressure, other things like that that can affect the, the inside of the eye. 
And, uh, yeah, I took my first job out here in Houston. I'm going to be working for uh, Retina Consultants of Texas. They're a great group, a lot of really smart doctors who work there. I think they'll be, be great mentors. They do a lot of research uh, to help, you know, move the, the field of, of ophthalmology forward. Uh, and then the, the big perk, the thing on, on top of all that that's, that's really nice, is they really like that I race. Uh, they want to keep me racing. They think it's uh, good for me and good for the practice. And uh, we're working on some really cool stuff. Uh, hopefully that will be able to announce here in the future. Um, that'll help me kind of combine my, my passion for racing and my passion for healthcare together. Uh, so I'm really excited about about this new uh, new chapter here in my life. Uh, yeah, that is that sounds fantastic, Patrick. Uh, but one of the reasons uh, that we kind of reconnected here is because you recently won uh, a super late model race, actually, out at Auburndale Speedway in Miami. Yep. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, uh, we, we parked that thing in victory lane. Uh, I drive the, uh, the 64 car for, for Jim McCoy. I think probably I've been on the show since I've been driving for him. It's been like the last four or five years and, uh, we have right. a great time racing together. Yeah. You know, Jimmy raced with my dad when I was a kid. So I grew up going to the racetrack, watching the two of them battle. And then, um, I got older, got, you know, had my, my super, uh, that I raced and Jimmy asked me to drive his car for him. And, um, we have a great time whenever we go to the races. We actually took about 10 months off. I think it was like last October, we decided to put a new front clip on his car just to try to get it, get it updated, get it, you know, modernized with some of these, uh, newer, way more expensive, uh, late models that are out there. And, uh, we had the car done with, with Dean Clattenburg. He put the front clip on it. And the car has been great ever since we came back. Uh, we ran New Smyrna about a month ago. That was our first race back. Um, and we re- had a strong uh, fifth-place finish and kind of had the leaders in sight there. And then we went to Auburndale, which is a little bit more in our, our wheelhouse as far as our setup goes. I mean, I, this car always runs good on the, the tight bullring tracks. And uh, had the car fast right off the truck. Uh, we qualified second. I think we missed the pole by, like, a hundredth of a second, you know, those are the ones that, that keep you up at night because you're so dang close. Yeah. Uh, but we ran, we, yeah, we ran second for, for most of the race. Um, I think the leader had some uh, rear suspension trouble and, and he broke, but we were kind of right on his tail uh, when that happened and then inherited the lead and then drove away with the thing at the end. So, uh, you know, after having that, that time gap, you know, not, not having raced for a while and then putting the car back together, you go out and you have success uh, right off the bat. It, it was great to get that win. Yeah, it sounds like you really uh, did well on your return back to racing. And I should be calling you Dr. Staropoli. <laughs> no, Patrick, Patrick's fine. <laughs> no, no, I was I was just a race car driver long before I ever went to med school, and we've been calling, been call, I've been calling you Sharon, you've been calling me Patrick for a long time. And also, I heard it's your, it's your birthday today, so, so happy birthday. Oh. oh, thank you so much. Um, yep. Uh, I want to talk too about your race at uh, at Citrus that's coming up this weekend, September the thirtieth. That's in yeah, Citrus I'm Speedway. Really, yep, yep. Real excited for this weekend. It's their their annual um, full throttle one hundred and twenty five race. It's become, I think, one of the bigger races in, in Florida the last couple of years, and they have a big payout. So they always attract a lot of really good cars and. Uh, we've been really close, I think, a couple times to having a car that could win this race. Uh, one year we were up to second catching the leader, and we blew the motor. Uh, so this is like the race that, that's gotten away from us uh, a couple times now. So I'm really looking forward to um, getting back home, going to get the car finished up this week and head out to the track and hopefully have as smooth of a weekend 
this time as, as we did at Auburndale. So it's going to be kind of a crazy week. I actually just literally just moved to Houston this week. I'm getting the apartment and everything ready, and I start my job next Monday, a uh, week from today. So I'm going to fly home this week, run that race this weekend, uh, fly back here and, and get to work on Monday. So it's going to be a, a hectic weekend, but hopefully we end the thing with a W. Okay. Well, this could be a redemption year for sure. Um, now, Sal's with me tonight, and uh, I know he has some questions for you as well, Patrick. So, uh, Sal, I'll yeah. give you hey, the microphone. Patrick, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to have you back on again. It's been a while. Thanks, Sal. Appreciate it, man. Hey, so what's it like to get back behind the wheel again and uh, get, back, get back into victory lane? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's great. You know, you, as you get older, you realize how, how precious, uh, not every, not even how every win is, but every every time you get to go race, uh, it, it means a lot. And, um, you know, we knew when we decided to take a little bit of a break uh, with Jimmy's car that we were going to, you know, overhaul it, improve it, make the thing better. And so far, um, it looks like we have. I mean, with the new changes we have on the front of the car, the thing cuts so much better. We've been able to build a lot more bite. Um, into the back of the car, and I think whenever you show up at the track and you unload and you're fast right off the truck, it's a, it's a good sign of what the rest of the weekend is going to be like. So um, it's nice to have that program uh, running really well. Uh, you know, Jimmy McCoy puts a lot into that, that car and that team. Um, we have a lot of other people who come, come and help us uh, work on that car. I have to thank, you know, Tim Smale and Nestor, and uh, Katie comes and spots me. My dad's involved uh, in that in that team also, and everybody – uh, works hard and pulls in the same direction. Uh, so we're hoping we'll end the year with a couple a couple big wins. You know, we have this race coming up this weekend and the uh, Billy Bigley Memorial, which is, I think, one of the bigger late-mile races on the calendar now. Um, I think they're paying like 30000 to win this year. It's going to be a huge race, uh, and they're having it at DeSoto Speedway uh, down there in Florida, which hasn't run a super race in, in a lot of years now. I mean, I grew up racing there, and it's been been closed to us for a while. So that's a real special event. That's going to be Thanksgiving weekend. So those are the next two races we have uh, marked on our calendar, and I'm hoping we'll go out and, and run as good in those races as uh, we just did at Auburndale. Yeah, down at that, I was just going to say when you mentioned the, the uh, uh, Bill Bigley, you'll probably see uh, Majeski down there, um, Pollard, Nassi, you know, the usual crowd, Braden, Travis Braden, um, uh, Josh, uh, Josh and all of them usually run that race, so it's it's usually a pretty stacked field, especially if they pay. And the racing down there in Florida is really, it's really, um, man, the racing down there is just it's it's really competitive. And I know, man, the car sure changed a lot from you know as far as you know um, the uh, technology and all that. You know, as far as you know the shocks and you know you know also you know the the, the chassis themselves. You know, going from uh, from um, Hamke to uh, Fury, you know what, and then um, I guess there's a couple other new engine guys, uh, builders out there still. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'd have to look to know what the last year was that we ran late models at DeSoto, but I, I can promise you I, was, I wasn't I was on bump stops back then. Uh, we didn't have tie-down shocks or, or nothing like that. And there's, there's a huge dip getting into turn three there, and I can't wait to see what it's like when you, you bonsai off into that corner and, you, and you're riding on the bumps, you know, the – the setups nowadays are so much more aggressive. Um, it's going to be cool to see what kind of lap times, you know, a late model can turn there, uh, you know, given, like you said, how, how everything's progressed and the cars are so much faster. It's kind of like the tracks in like a little bit of a time capsule. And 
they say that no one's allowed to go and, and test there or anything like that, and it's just going to be the weekend of the race. You go show up and practice. Uh, so I think it's a it's an even clean slate uh, for everybody. And like you said, it's going to be a lot of heavy hitters coming from out of town, and so we're uh, we're looking forward to that race as well. Yeah, I got one of my one of my friends that I well, I've met a lot of photographers out there going to the Derby all the years and uh, doing the um, uh, Governor's Cup at Smyrna, but um. Uh, one of my buddies, he's like he's like this track photographer over there at Citrus. You'll see him. He'll be in a wheelchair. His name is Tyler Sontag. When you when you see him, stop by and say hi to him. The guy's got a really awesome story, and uh guy does great work. And he and he's a uh, he's a paraplegic that that lives lives in his wheelchair, and uh, he cruises around in it. They they custom made it for him and everything, but it's really it's really neat. But other than that, you know what? It's good to see you out there. You know, hopefully, I'll see you out at the Derby one of these years. Yeah, man, that's that's the plan. I'd love to uh, to find a ride and get get to the Derby someday. That's the uh, the bucket list for anybody who's ever strapped in a, in a late models to go run that race. So, um, hopefully, we can make it happen. And, and uh, you mentioned, yeah, my my buddy Tyler there. He's he's been photographing races around Florida for for a long time. So I've known Tyler for for a while. He takes some great shots. I'm actually, I got a couple hung up here in the new apartment that, that he took. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. So with all that, with all your, um, go, you know, starting the new, you know, starting the new job and everything, gosh, you're going to be super busy. How are you going to find time to, you know, to test it and to actually, you know, fly back and forth, you know, from, from Texas to, uh, you know, to Florida, you know, to, you know, to get the car all prepped and everything. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna uh, <laughs> just gonna keep juggling, just like I have, uh, you know, through through school and training and all, all that up until now. But uh, you know, luckily, I'm I'm with a really great uh, group of guys. Uh, like I was saying, Jim McCoy is, is fantastic uh, with with that car, and and uh, our crew and our team, you know, they do a majority of the work on that thing. And I'm I'm just a lucky guy who gets to gets to drive it. Uh, sometimes I, I help put in some finishing touches on it, but I really wouldn't have been racing, you know, at all these last five or six years um, if, it, if it wasn't for, for them having me come drive for them and, and getting the majority of the work done. Uh, so I, I owe a lot of that to, to Jimmy, but they'll make it easy for me on that end. And, and like I said, this is a really cool opportunity with the practice I'm joining out here. Uh, they, they like that I'm racing. They're actually going to send some of their marketing crew out to the race at, at Citrus this weekend to come check it out. And we're going to you know shoot some cool stuff for the, for the job. So, so they're on board with it. So if, you know, you have the, the job giving you the thumbs up, and then Jimmy's giving me the thumbs up. I think we'll we'll find a way to make the scheduling uh, work out. Well, with that, Patrick, hopefully we'll see you out here at the West Coast one of these years. We we always have our um, our All Star Showdown in uh, January, January, February. You know, out here, you know, the SRL sponsors, which is pretty big. You know, you know, maybe we'll get you back out here again, and I uh, get you to race out here. You know what? I just want to wish you best of luck. You know, on your move with your new job and especially with, you know, with the, you know, getting back into racing and all that's got to be exciting. And with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Sharon. Cool. Thank you, Sal. Appreciate it, man. Nice talking to you again. Okay. Now I know you mentioned uh, you're in Houston now. Uh, Are are you going to start transitioning some of your races over to Texas versus Florida, or are you going to kind of stay on the Florida scene? Uh, that's a good question. You know, there's there's only one asphalt track in in Texas um, that I've, I just discovered this this weekend. It's Houston Motorsports Park. 
uh, which is pretty sweet. It's only 20 minutes um, up the road here, and they run pro trucks and modifieds, but they don't do uh, any late mile racing as far as I can tell. So pretty much the closest places now would be, you know, Mobile, Montgomery, Pensacola, um, which are obviously, you know, fantastic tracks. So uh, probably we'll do a lot, you know, going back and forth to, to Florida. Uh, and if, you know, work schedules and things like that work out for, for Jimmy and the late model team, and I could get him to come up to some of those races in the in the panhandle, um, then we'll be able to do some of those. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm always loving having a racetrack in my backyard, so I hope if I show up to the, the track here enough times, I'll find some sort of a ride or something to be able to, to compete. There's nothing better than driving to a racetrack 20 minutes away from your house and then being able to come home the same night. You know, in Florida now, the closest track to us is about, you know, three, three and a half hours away from South Florida. So anytime you go racing, it's a, it's a whole weekend. It doesn't feel like local racing when you got to tow, tow that many hours, but um, it's worth it. Whether we're towing or flying, uh, we'll, we'll make it happen and try to do as many races as possible. It sounds good, Patrick. Now, um, your next race, we mentioned it is at Citrus Speedway. Uh, give us the details of time and everything. Uh, yes, it'll be this Saturday night. Uh, usually their program, I think they qualify around 6 o'clock, and then they have some of the uh, support races early on. So the main race probably be around around 8 p.m., um, but it's 125 laps, uh, tricky time of year, September, you know, still can be pretty hot out and that track, uh, gets slick, uh, when it's, when it's hot and greasy. And so it's, it's always a really good race that, that track develops like two grooves of racing, uh, pretty early on. And so, I don't know, I'm excited to get out there. We always run re- really well at Citrus. And I think, uh, based on how we ran, you know, at Auburndale at the last race, it's a pretty similar package between the two. So got practice Friday night, qualify race Saturday and, hopefully ride home with a trophy on Sunday. Sounds good to me. Uh, Patrick, I know fans can follow you on Twitter at 97 Patrick Star, and uh, also on Facebook. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Uh, I think it's just my name on Facebook, some Patrick Star Poli, and then uh, Twitter and Instagram, 97 Patrick Star. Um, I got to thank again, uh, Jim McCoy and the team. We've had some really good partners this year. Uh, Umatilla Veterans Village has been on board and they've been a huge help um, improving our program and getting us to the racetrack. Uh, and then our, our regular contingent, Gator Plumbing, uh, Sunoco, Southern Race Fuel, Shadow Graphics. Um, they keep they keep the wheels turning on this thing um, and, and keep us competitive. So I got to thank you. Well, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show tonight and uh, stay in touch with us. I always like uh, catching up with you, Patrick, and, and uh, we wish you the best out in Houston. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Happy birthday again, and uh, hope you all have a good night. <laughs> thanks so much. All right. Bye. All right. That is Patrick Staropoli, and uh, he's been, I think, Sal, we've had Patrick on the show, I think, just about every year that we've been on air. He's been a longtime uh, uh, follower of ours, and, of course, we've been following his career as well. Oh, yeah, we've, we've known him for, I, since, I remember, since the contest, <laughs> way back. <laughs> yep, you know. yep. And I, I keep forgetting we got to start calling him Dr. Serapoli. Okay, because yeah. I think it is official now that he is uh, he's graduated and he's a uh, full-fledged doctor. Uh, 
I just want to update everybody uh, with regard to the truck series. Or the truck series is actually racing this coming weekend. Uh, they did not race the past weekend, but their next race is coming up. Uh, the Love's RV Stop 250 at Talladega Super Speedway this weekend. So uh, Jay and I will be previewing that race. Uh, it will be at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, September the 30th, and uh, the flag should fly sometime around 1.13 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. So uh, that's going to be fantastic uh, to see them back on the track. Yeah, it will be, especially at, at Talladega. Yes, indeed. Okay, now uh, I know that um, the Truck Series raced, I mean the Xfinity Series raced this past weekend, and uh, it was John Hunter Nemechek who came up with the win, uh, his ninth victory in 95 Xfinity Series races, and he's going to advance to that next round of the playoffs. Uh, there is also his seventh victory and 21st top 10 finish of this season and his second victory and fifth top 10 finish in six races at Texas Motor Speedway. Parker Kligerman came in second. He posted his first top 10 finish in four races at Texas and his 15th top 10 finish of the year. Sammy, Fis- Sammy Smith finished in third place, posting his first top 10 finish in one race at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, Sammy Smith, who finished uh, again in third place, was the highest finishing rookie of the race. Um, now, John Hunter Nemechek made that winning pass with seven laps left in Saturday's Andy's Frozen Custard 300 in the Xfinity Series at Texas, and he punched his ticket into that next round of the series playoffs and increased his series best and career best single season total to seven wins this season. That's just amazing. Uh, so for the seventh time this season, uh, John Hunter Nemechek brought the number 20 to victory lane uh, after winning that race at uh, Texas. Uh, Parker Kligerman tied his best career finish with that second-place finish. Uh, With a handful of laps remaining, Kligerman made a move on the number seven of Justin Algauer for the race lead, but he got loose, and that's what allowed uh, John Hunter Nemechek to pass both of the drivers. Sammy Smith finished in third, followed by Chandler Smith, and then Algauer rounds out the top five. Uh, Al Gower won both stages and led a race, race high 133 laps after starting from the pole position. Cole Custer, Austin Hill, um, Austin had a battered car but still came home in seventh place. Sheldon Creed, Brandon Jones, and Brett Moffat round out the top ten. Playoff drivers that finished outside the top ten were Daniel Hemrick, he finished in 24th place. Josh Berry finished 27th. Jeb Burton, 31st. And Sam Mayer finished in 38th place. There were nine lead changes among four drivers and 12 cautions for 65 yellow flag laps. The average speed of the race was 107.153 miles per hour. 
and the margin of victory in this race was 1.005 seconds. So your thoughts, uh, Sal, about those top ten finishers? It looks like we had eight of the ten drivers that were playoff drivers. Yeah. And Nemechek continues to... uh continues to uh gosh just dominate this series you know this year you know getting ready you know for his uh his move into cup next year you know yeah um, congrats you know congrats on the win you know and uh gosh this guy just he loves to win this year and uh, of he course does. sammy smith you know being being the highest finishing rookie you know in a, in a third spot and then of course our buddy cole custer who you know got a top 10 you know finished sixth um I missed the race because I was spending time with my daughter this weekend, so didn't get a oh, chance okay. to see it. I really yeah. wanted to see this one, but yeah, Austin you know, Hill had a better car. He took some knocks, but he was still able to bring it home seventh, which was really good. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to go back and I have it. I've recorded. I have to go back and rewatch it. Okay, there were 15 cars on the lead lap when the race ended, uh, and then we go down to uh, 27 cars actually finished the race running, uh, but were multiple lap, either one or multiple laps down. Several cars had accidents that took them out early, including Sam Mayer. He was out from the very beginning of the race uh, due to an accident. Riley Earps was out on lap two because of an accident. Joe Graff Jr. out on lap 11. He didn't, uh, he wasn't able to get the car uh, repaired according to the damage vehicle policy. Patrick Emmerling was out on lap 24 due to his suspension issue. Brendan Poole out on lap 55 with an accident. Trevor Bain had an accident taking him out on lap 97. Jeffrey Earnhardt was out on lap 106 because of an accident. Another suspension issue uh, hit uh, Jeb Burton, taking him out of the race on lap 108. Parker Retzlaff was out on lap 108 because of an accident. On lap 183, that took a couple drivers out because of an accident, Kaz Grala and J.J. Yaley. And then um, I think that's everybody. Uh, so those are the drivers that didn't end up uh, getting the finishes that they wanted this weekend, but um, it was quite a race. And the seventh victory for John Hunter Nemechek, he's just had an amazing season. Oh, yeah, he has. And the season's not even over yet. He could probably catch catch a couple more, couple more victories before the season's over. Yep, yep, without a doubt. Uh, you want to go ahead and cover the points, Sal? Yeah, the points are going to be, let me see. The points are going to be John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, and first, and he, of course, he's advancing to round number eight. Second is Justin Algar, who is also advancing to round number eight. Third is Cole Custer, who is also advancing to round number eight. And then fourth is Austin Hill. Fifth is Chandler Smith. Sixth is Sammy Smith. Seventh is Sheldon Creed. And on the bubble is uh, Daniel Hamrick. And below the cut line is Parker Klingerman, Jeb Burton, Josh Berry, and Sam Mears. It looks like Sam Mayer and Josh Berry are almost in a 
in a must-win situation. Uh, Parker Klingerman and Daniel Hammer going separated by one point, and Jeb Burton separated by 19. Yeah, he's 19 points below that cut line. Uh, same with Josh Berry and Sam Mayer. I think a lot of people were kind of surprised to see some of those names below uh, the cut elimination line. Now, I know um, as far as the schedule is concerned, uh, let me look at this for the uh, Xfinity Series because uh, they have uh, some more races coming up. They're not racing this coming weekend out at um, out at uh, Charlotte, but they will be racing at Talladega on October 1st. Or is it the other way around? No, that's right. They're ra- they are racing at uh, Talladega Super Speedway. I'm looking at the Cup Series. I got. I'm sorry. Let me look at the Xfinity Series because I don't think they're. Yeah. Ra- I don't think the Xfinity Series races at Talladega. I think their next race is at Charlotte. Yeah. So, and Charlotte, their next race is going to be the elimination race. So they raced at Bristol, Texas, and then Charlotte is the elimination race that will determine who the round of eight are uh, going into uh, the round of eight playoff. So October seventh is that race. Wow, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting race because uh, you got you got one one driver that's one point. Well, actually, two drivers that are one point away, and you got another one that, that's nine points. You know that that can actually falter. You know, and then like I said, then you got Jim Burton who's nineteen out, and uh, Josh Berry and Sam Mayer are basically in a in a must win situation. Yes, indeed, they are. Um, and and uh, it's uh, is there anybody below the line that you think uh, could come up with a win? Uh, at uh, that race and, and uh, work their way into the playoffs? I think Josh Berry is one of them. Yeah, I was thinking I that too. Think Josh Berry is one. Yeah, I think he's, out of all of them, realistically, he's probably the only one. Okay. That's uh, Saturday, October 7th at Charlotte Motor Speedway's road course. Uh, I know there's some good road course races. I, Colt Custer, I, I really think uh, he's pretty good on the road courses as well. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens. But I just wonder if one of those uh, drivers below the cut line doesn't come up with a win. So we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's let's exciting. Move. It is. Okay. Now, for the Cup Series, uh, their next race, is going to be at the Charlotte Roval this weekend. Uh, and I believe, let me just double check. Just to, we did the round. Of, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. They play at, uh, they're going to race at Talladega this weekend. That's the second race of the round of 12. And then Charlotte will be an elimination race as well for them. And that's on October the 8th. So this is, Talladega is the wild card for this series. And for the truck series. For the, okay, yeah. Okay, William Byron came up as the winner, though, out at uh, Texas Motor Speedway this past weekend. 
driving the number 24 Liberty University Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports to get them their 300th victory. Uh, Rudy Fugel is the crew chief, uh, was his 10th victory in 210 Cup Series races in the Spics this year, another driver that's just racking them up. Uh, his sixth victory and 16th top 10 finish of the season. Uh, I mentioned that it was Hendrick's uh, 300th Cup Series victory. That's the most victories of any team in the Cup Series. Uh, And it was his first victory and fifth top ten finish in nine races at Texas Motor Speedway. Ross Chastain amazingly finished in second place, posting his first top ten finish in seven races at Texas Motor Speedway and his his 11th top ten finish in 2023. Bubba Wallace finished third, posting his second top ten finish in nine races at Texas Motor Speedway. And Ty Gibbs, he ended up finishing in 33rd place and was the highest finishing rookie. Unfortunately, he's the only rookie this season <laughs> uh, now that Noah yeah. Gregson's not racing. Um, William Byron claimed the victory at Texas Motor Speedway and also his ticket into the next round. Uh, he took the lead on a restart with six laps left to run. He held off the field to claim that victory in the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 400 on a steamy, hot, and highly dramatic afternoon in the Cup Series playoff action at the Texas Speedway. It marks a historic 300th victory for Hendrick Motorsports, the most in NASCAR history for a Cup Series team and is the series' best personal high, single-season, sixth victory of the year for the 25-year-old Charlotte native William Byron. He came from third place on the final restart to ultimately drive away from the field and take a 1.863 second victory ahead of Trackhouse Racing's Ross Chastain to claim that automatic berth into the round of eight which starts in three weeks. William Byron um, uh, was first, followed by Ross Chastain and then Bubba Wallace. Then it was Christopher Belt and Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Daniel Suarez, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Chase Briscoe round out the top ten. After a rash of late cautions, Byron lined up fourth on the final restart. He took the lead with five laps left and pulled away to win by more than a second. Um, The playoff drivers that had problems were Kyle Busch. He wrecked on lap 74 and finished 34th. Kyle Larson wrecked on with 19 laps left while battling Wallace for the lead. He ended up finishing 31st. Ryan Blaney was caught up in an accident with 12 laps left and could not continue. He finished 28th. Tyler Reddick got into the outside wall late and finished 25th. Uh, Stage one was actually won by Tyler Reddick. Stage two by Kyle Larson. And there were 22 lead changes among 13 drivers and 11 cautions for 55 yellow flag laps. The average speed of the race was 123.563 miles per hour. Your thoughts about the top 10 finishers and uh, the playoff drivers that didn't uh, have a good day? Yeah, congrats to once again to William Byron on another win. Boy, he sure is hot. I mean, he's he's got a ton of momentum. In these playoffs, you know what? And he's he has to be 
he has to be one of the favorites to win this championship. I mean, he just he gets to win every round, you know, and, and you know to, to advance and and uh, you know he's just gosh, I mean, it took for a while. He's been hot. He's been hot. I mean, Danny Hamlin had his issues when he had uh, had that that issue with the I think it was the right side of the car. They they're trying to fix it. They never could get it going. But um, Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace thought he was going to get the win, and and of course William Byron denied him and Ross Chastain on that on that last restart. And, um, I think Bubba still has a chance at Talladega. Yeah, he's still in it. I mean, because they they reset. Mm-hmm. They reset the points, so they reset. I mean, you know, for this race, so. Um, you know, I well, uh, Talladega is the second in this round, the second race in this round. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I just can't see him. There's no if Bubba Wallace wins the championship, I'm done with NASCAR. <laughs> I will never watch it again because it's it'll be fixed. Well, we'll see what happens now. I, Don't get I, ahead I of yourself. I, I will scream foul. I will scream scream it was fixed. And NASCAR <laughs> wanted him to win and at all costs. And, and well, he didn't I'll, win. I'll he did not win at Texas. No, I'll open an investigation on, on how he can, on if, if he wins the championship. Well, I'll, well I'll, let's see I'll what happens at Talladega and beyond. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying that, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a Talladega's going to be an exciting race. Um, and that race is up for grabs. Anybody can win that one. So, um, you know, as far as the chess, chess, as far as the chase drivers, you know what? They're just going to have to all be on their A game because everybody's going to be waiting for that last lap pass, you know, to get the victory. Well, they sure are. And we all know what happens in the late parts of uh, these super speedway races. It's going to get wild. Yeah, you know, unless they, unless the, you know, they play it safe, you know, and, you know, sit in the top five, you know, don't try to do nothing dumb, you know, and just take, you know, a top five, you know, and, and bank it. But, man, I, I guess when you mm-hmm. sit up that close, you know, you know, you, you know, it's on the, it's on the, it has to be on the back of your head, you know, thinking, you know, gosh, you know what, I'll just, God, please don't let me wreck, let, just give me a little bit of luck, let me stay out front, you know what, I thought, I don't even have to win this thing. <laughs> yep. It's, well, it's going to uh, be a lot of, it's going to be aggressive. It is going to be aggressive, I think, uh, and that can be good news or bad news uh, for a number of drivers, so we'll see what happens. Uh, There were 26 cars uh, running at the end of the race, and only one of those cars uh, did not complete all 267 laps. Uh, Several cars had accidents and issues throughout the race. Austin Dillon out on lap 40 because of an accident. Todd Gilliland out on lap 52 because of an accident. Kyle Busch uh, didn't meet the damage vehicle policy. That took him out of the race on lap 73. Um, Ty Gibbs had an accident uh, that took him out on lap 77. 
Then it was J.J. Yaley with an accident, uh, taking him out on lap 241. Kyle Larson uh, could not get his car fixed, so he was out on lap 248 for the damaged vehicle policy. Eric Jones on 255 along with A.J. Allmendinger because of an accident. They were both out on that lap. Lap 258, Ryan Blaney was out because of an accident. And on lap uh, 261, it was Austin De- Austin Sindrick out because of an accident. So those were the only ones that had issues uh, throughout the race. Um, so kind of interesting to see how that all played out. Do um, you want to cover the standings? Yeah, let's go to the standings. The standings, I just... Gosh, I've had them here. Here's had a minute ago. So standings for for them are now. Um, of course, we all know William Byron is is leading. Um, sitting in second is Ross Chastain. Sitting in third is Bubba Wallace. Uh, fourth is Christopher Bell. Fifth is Danny Hamlin. One, two, three, four, five, six is Brad Keselowski. Who also drives a number six. Seventh is Chris Boucher. Eighth is Martin Truex Jr. Ninth is Tyler Reddick. Tenth is Ryan Blaney. Kyle Larson and rounding out the the rest of the field is Kyle Busch at the bottom of the heat. Gosh. Come on, Kyle. You can do it. Man, I happened to win the championship yeah. this year. I didn't have to be sitting down and down at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that's not where we expected. Uh, I didn't expect uh, Bubba Wallace, maybe, but I didn't expect Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, or Kyle Busch to be there at this stage of the game. Uh, those are the four below the cut line. I didn't expect Wallace. I didn't expect Boucher or Reddick. Yeah, Bush is above you, the cut line. Yeah, but it just shows you anything can happen. Yeah, it's right. Anything can happen. This is going to be a really wild situation. Those bonus playoff points, uh, Martin Truex Jr. has 36 bonus playoff points, and those are making all the difference in the world for him because he has not had a good start to this playoff. Oh, no, that those bonus points saved him because if not, he'd be out. He'd be on the bottom, yeah. He'd yeah, be below the cut bonus. line if it wasn't for his bonus points. So that's how oh, yeah, important these bonus points are. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. I'm hoping he has a turnaround here at some point and starts racing like we know he can race. His car just hasn't been there. Well, we'll see what wanna... happens, you know. We sure... Huh? Let's cover the... Let's cover the points. Oh, you did, did already, right? Okay. Yeah, we just did it. We'll do them again. <laughs> William Byron in first. Danny Hamlin in second. Chris Chris Boucher third. Christopher Bell in fourth. Truex in fifth. Dane in sixth. Keselowski in seventh. Larson eighth. Wallace ninth. Reddick tenth. Blaney eleventh. And Kyle Busch at the bottom of the barrel. I'd like to see I know win this the is- championship. Yeah, I was just going to ask. I, I know this is an impossible uh, task here, but who do you think? Uh, what's what are your predictions for Talladega? As far as the race win, I'm I'm going to take 
the fields because anyone can win it. But I, <laughs> I really thought I, I had Kyle to win. I had my two picks this year to win the championship was Kyle and, and Logano, Joey. So I'm going to switch. <laughs> now, now, yeah. now that Joey's out, I, I'm going to have to. You know what? You almost have to go with William Byron. But you know what? Yeah. I, I still have faith that I still have faith that that Brad. I don't know somewhere. I know some fairy is going to fly out of the sky and sprinkle them with some, with some pixie <laughs> fairy dust, dust? And, <laughs> fairy <laughs> dust and get them in victory lane. But Kyle well, Busch, he, he can win. Kyle can win. Winning he's in. That's all he needs is that one win. Yep. Yep. A lot of these drivers are good on super speedways. I think the big surprise is going to be Chris Buescher. Yeah, you know, and and RCR is looking like RCR. Don't matter who Mm -hmm. races for them, they just can't. They just they might look good during the regular season, but they just can't get it done when it when it counts. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. RCR doesn't have anybody up there right now, do they? Yeah, I don't see any RCR cars in the in the list. There isn't. <laughs> Kyle's the yeah. only one that's, that's got a chance to uh, to make. Oh, Kyle, that's Paw-paw it. Yeah. Happy. yeah, he's the only. It's still make hard for happy. me to get used. It, 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 it's still hard to get used to Kyle Busch being part of RCR. Oh the yeah, the season's it is. almost over. Yeah, yep. that's for sure. Yeah. So as far as the uh, uh, schedule for these guys, Talladega is the second race, as I mentioned before, in the round of 12. After that, you've got the Charlotte Roval. Then they go to the playoff round of eight. It will be the South Point at Las Vegas, South Point 400. And it's Homestead, Miami, and Martinsville tells us which four drivers are going to advance to the uh, final four at Phoenix. Uh, you going to be at a racetrack this weekend, Sal? No, not this weekend. Oh, okay. I, I, you get a week yeah, off. I go to, yeah, I was going to go to Roseville for the ARCA race, but I think I'm going to stay, stay back and get some stuff done around the house. Oh, okay. That would be great. Well, thanks for being on the show today and your flexibility with our schedule here. I know you said Daryl uh, uh, didn't know if he was going to be home from golfing, and it's his birthday, so he should uh, uh, spend his time playing golf instead of being on this radio show. Oh, yeah, and then he's drinking beer and all that, you know, at the golf course, so he's having a good time. He's enjoying his birthday. That's what matters. Well, we know who our guest is for 930 next week, right? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so thanks a lot, Sal, for all you do. We'll look forward to talking to you next Monday night, 8.30, right here on Fan for Racing Radio. All right, good night, everybody. Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. We'll talk to you next weekend, next Monday. Take care, everyone. Take care. All right, it's time for our NASCAR Hot Topic Sound Off. I hope everybody got the message, Jay. Welcome to the show. Well, I got it, and I was one that needed it because, as usual, yeah, I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have called in for another half hour. I'd have gotten a message midway through uh, as a reminder. So, 
I appreciate the reminder. Okay. Um, okay, I'm just going to... I'm going to leave a quick note here real quick. Um, while we're waiting for everybody, you want to do an update on the fantasy group? Well, I don't have the uh, points added in from this past weekend. I didn't get all of them in today, but I will go back to, uh, let's see, actually the Xfinity I did. I'll go back and I'll do what I can here. Um, going into the weekend on the overall, uh, Sharon, you were leading at 420 to 378 over Tommy, 376 for Brian, Mike at 364. Andy, 360, James, 356, myself, 349, Sam, 349, and then Owen, 319. And I know on none of the uh, series so far have we actually eliminated anybody. There's a couple that are really close. The truck series, yeah, it's going to come down to it. Uh, Like I said, there's a couple that are on the very bottom edge. Um, I know the trucks, they've been off, so that one I know is accurate. Sharon, you're tied with Tommy on the lead there. Uh, 124 each, Sam at 107, Mike 105, Brian 99, Andy 88, myself 87, James 79, and Owen 74. Now, that's that's the one with two races remaining. Um, I think James and Owen have like four and seven points of flexibility. I'm not a whole lot above that. Uh, so we'll see after this next truck race here coming up at Talladega. Well, I'll tell you what, I think uh, after Talladega, a lot of things could change. Well, that's certainly true. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I know I've already started thinking about picks. And, yeah, that one just it, uh, makes you hit, pull your hair out. I can only imagine how teams and crew chiefs feel. Yes, indeed. Okay, I think our crew is here now. Uh, also joining us for Hot Topic Sound Off is uh, Andy Lasky. Welcome to the show, Andy. Hey, good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. And Tommy, welcome back. It's good to have you back on the show. Hey, how are y'all? It's been a, been a while. I'm glad to be back. Yes, we're glad to have you. Uh, Tommy, why don't you uh, pick out our first hot topic for tonight? All righty, let's go with... Um... Let's go with the one that was just posted earlier. Uh, thoughts about the uh, NASCAR Cup playoffs so far. Okay. Andy, you want to start us off there? Yes, it's, um, it's been interesting. I mean, we've seen some, some big names have some trouble. Um, you know, like Kyle Busch, for example, coming off that accident in Texas this past weekend. But at the same time, um, we've seen some predictability. William Byron, to me, has been arguably the strongest driver and team this entire season, and they come off a, a big win at Texas. Probably the biggest surprise, I guess, and, you know, I'll I'll take uh, responsibility for underestimating him to some degree, is Bubba Wallace. I think a lot of people felt he was a first-round exit, but uh, at the same time, that's a team that's getting better and better. And they put themselves in position to win Texas on Sunday, which would have propelled them into the next round. And they can still do it by virtue of running well the next two races. Plenty of time left to get the job done. And, of course, we're going to Talladega this weekend 
uh, a race, of course, that he won uh, two years ago. So um, to me, that's mm-hmm. probably my biggest surprise. But um, I think, you know, the big thing would probably be some of the big names that have, that have struggled so far, um, especially when you look at, and I know Tommy's probably not going to be too upset about this, but uh, Joey Logano, of <laughs> course, being eliminated in the first round, and, and also Kevin Harvick. I mean, those are two former champions to get eliminated right off the bat. So um, it's going to be interesting, I guess, to see to see where this goes, but certainly some surprises and both good and bad. Yes, indeed. Jay, what are your thoughts? Well, in the same kind of mixture, it's definitely, uh, and use the word interesting, it's been different this year. You still have those few of cream rising to the top. Denny Hamlin being one of them, which we, we've come to know, uh, really does seem to be on point this year. Um, I guess, uh, and I just watched the, some of the pre-race stuff where it talked about embracing the hate, uh, you know, taking that attitude. Um, I know it borderlines, that, borderlines now on cocky versus confidence, but it does seem to be working for them. And, and the more I thought about it, it's kind of ironic. A lot of times drivers – are disliked and booed through the middle part of their career when they're winning races and then become a fan favorite at the end as they kind of dwindle down their career. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I was representing Mike there. I had to cough. So, uh, the, uh, Denny Hamlin's kind of taken that other approach where he's always kind of been a, not a, a huge popular fan favorite, but certainly wasn't the black hat guy, and he really has become now. So that's where I find that kind of ironic in that shift. But then you also talk about William Byron and Kyle Larson from Hendrick Motorsports. And throughout the week, I spent a lot of time on the road, so I listened to a lot of serious XM radio. Realistically, Chase, when they talked about the races he made and how the team did with the fill-in drivers they had while he was gone, really would be a top 5 to 10 driver um, had he made the playoffs. He didn't get that win, which that's what everybody's looking at, is didn't get a win, didn't get in. So they're not not really looking at his at his stats. He still was, I believe, one of the top five drivers as far as average finish. So Hendrick Motorsports is obviously still looking really strong, firing on three cylinders, unfortunately. Alex Bowman, um, not as well once he came back from his injury. But when we look at each and every race throughout the playoffs here, we have seen playoff drivers have issues. I'm not going to say struggle, just have issues. And this is the time mm-hmm. of the year where you can't have those. Uh, you know, we saw, we saw Martin Truex almost got eliminated um, even after having the points cushion he had winning the regular season. Got the reset back in it, but he was on that verge. And he talked about Bob Wallace, and he does deserve props. However, if you look at it, had Joey Logano not been taken out at the Bristol race, um, again, to a circumstance crash, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, he, then Bubba Wallace would have been out in the first round. They certainly have improved. There is no doubt about that. They are having a banner year when it comes to that 23-11 team, especially uh, the 23 of Bubba Wallace. But I still think that's about where they're at is a top 12 team still occasionally battling for that win, looking for that win. And there are two good uh, or one good one here coming up with Talladega um, where I think Bubba Wallace can put himself in position to advance. 
and we saw it. I mean, this the design of this playoffs. If you win, you do advance. So um, he certainly has a shot at it. Do I think he is one of the top four teams for the entire year? No, I don't think so. But that's irrelevant. Uh, Joey Logano, I mean, an example of that, doesn't show up until the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see if William Byron, again, you got to look at not locked into the final four yet, but kind of expect it. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, still looking for that fourth one, and it could be any of the others. Yeah, I I really think this next race at Talladega is going to be kind of uh, the the doer or do not do uh, kind of race because a lot of people can be caught up in somebody else's mess and it can take them out just like we saw happen with uh, Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick. Um, I think the surprises for me are seeing Tyler Reddick and Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch all below the cut line right now. Um, I, I wouldn't have expected that at this stage of the game. And I'm really happily uh, surprised to see Chris Busher up in third place. I, I think I, I would have expected him to be above the cut line. I don't know that I would have expected him to be in third place at this stage. So I think that's been a really pleasant surprise to see. Um, in this uh, mix. Martin Truex Jr., it just amazes me. Those 36 playoff points he has has made all the difference in the world for him. He has not run as he should be running, does not look like a championship runner uh, in in all of the playoff races so far. Um, So if he really wants to stay in these playoffs, I think he's got to – uh, start performing at a championship level uh, moving forward. And I'm not sure we're going to see it happen at Talladega or or some of these. Uh, the Charlotte Roval is up next. He might have a good run at the Charlotte Roval, but I'm, I'm disappointed with that, as I know all of you would probably expect. Um, but uh, I'm, uh, William Byron has probably been – one of the most consistent drivers all season long. So I think he deserves to be up in that top uh, spot. And for me, he looks like the championship favorite right now. Uh, But uh, Kyle Larson ran into some problems this week, putting him in that eighth spot. Um, You never know what can happen. He's got some races coming up here that he could do well at as well. Uh, the Charlotte Robo could be one that Kyle Larson comes up with a win. But I'll tell you, it's it's um, been kind of a surprising playoff for me, I think, uh, for the most part, uh, seeing uh, Harvick and Logano out on the first round, seeing Kyle Busch sitting in 12th place at this point. I didn't expect to see Tyler Reddick or Ryan Blaney down there. Uh, I do think Ryan Blaney, I was looking at some of the stats for Talladega, uh, and I think he could come up. He could be one of those drivers that pushes himself above that cut line, uh, but he's going to have to go out and win it to do it. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Kyle Busch, the same thing. Tyler Reddick, the same thing. Uh, we'll see what happens in these races that are coming up. It's so unpredictable, I think. Uh, Andy, or I'm sorry, Tommy, what are your thoughts? Are you happy about Joey Logano? I was just going to say, um, 
start off with for the round of 16, I had Ricky Stenhouse, Michael McDowell, Bubba, and Kevin Harvick uh, being the ones eliminated. So Bubba was the surprise, uh, and Joey was the surprise, too, at Bristol. But, uh, no, I did not shed any tears over him uh, <laughs> going ahead and losing out. I'm not going to. Not going to miss that uh, one bit. So I'm glad to see that he won't be a back-to-back champion. Um, but, yeah, Michael McDowell and Ricky were not surprises to me. Bubba was a surprise um, advancing through. And then, I mean, he almost – I didn't – honestly, I didn't watch the race yesterday. Uh, I missed it. It was Texas. Y'all know me. I took the weekend off. Um, I watched football instead. <laughs> But um, I did see where William Byron won, so that was awesome. I didn't get to pick him, though. But I did get to pick John Hunter Nemechek, and he won. So um, I would have went two for two if I would have been able to pick my pick. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of stinks about Kevin Harvick. I was hoping he'd make a deep playoff run, at least get one win before he retires. But it's not looking like that's going to happen this year. Um, I'm just going to call it like I see it. Stuart Haas Racing is a dumpster fire. Um, I really hope that they uh, – I love the new paint schemes they got for Talladega this Sunday. Uh, I hope that Shake and Bake helps them out. But um, other than Chase Briscoe, that team is looking looking pretty rough. He's definitely their up-and-coming guy, and I, I don't know what they need to do. But – um. You know, I I feel like, I mean, I hope William Byron wins the championship. I mean, he seems to be the favorite, in my opinion, not just because he's my driver, but he's had the best year. Um, I'm sure Denny Hamlin will make it to the round of four, as always, but we all know, I mean, he's basically the, the new Mark Martin. He's always in the top five, but can never win a championship. That's how I labeled Denny Hamlin. He's the 2020 Mark Martin or whatever you want to call it, the 2010 and up Mark Martin. But, um, you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, Bubba could win this weekend um, and and make it to the next round. Um, It's definitely a wild card. I bet Michael McDowell and Ricky Stenhouse wish they would have made it to uh, to this round because they, they're usually pretty good at the plate track, but they're already out. Um, you know, Kyle Larson wrecked at Texas. Um, I mean, he's uh, – Kyle Arsenal. I feel like the, the top four is probably going to be um, Byron, Larson, Hamlin, and – I don't know, maybe Truex. Um, that that would be my guess at the top four. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Tyler Reddick's been doing good here lately. Oh, I'm also surprised about Chris Buescher or Brad Keselowski. I mean, they've, they were heating up, and then they cooled off a little bit. But, uh, you know, they've been strong. And maybe Brad K finally sneaks in his win with RFK and advances his way on. I guess we'll see. But I, I'm ready for Talladega. I know that. It's definitely – the two best races of the year, in my opinion, are at Talladega and Daytona, and this will be the last good one of the year. Well, I'm ready for Homestead and Martinsville, too, and the Roval, but definitely looking forward to Talladega. Okay. Um, Andy, your follow-up? 
Yeah, just looking at the um, the playoff standings here, you know, I guess some of the surprises after um, the first race of the round of 12, you've got Kyle Larson in eighth, and that's somebody who's been a heavy hitter all year. It was only two points above the cut line. Um, and then you've got Bubba Wallace in, in ninth, who's only two points below the cut line. Um, you know, so if he can have a good run, which he usually does at Talladega, he could potentially win his way into the next round and bump somebody out like Larson, who has to be considered a championship favorite. So that, to me, is is you know certainly interesting to see him down that far. But then again, that wreck did not help matters on Sunday, and that's what happens. You know, despite having a points cushion, if you have a, one or two bad races, it can really put you in a hole. Um, and then looking down through, obviously Tyler Reddick being below the cut line is a surprise, um, as well as he's run this year. Ryan Blaney, somebody that I expected to contend for the win on Sunday at Texas, really was a non-factor and I think got caught up in an accident. And then, of course, Kyle Busch all the way back in 12th. You know, to me, he's far enough below the cut line where he's either going to have to put together two fantastic races or, or win one of these races coming up and, and that could be a bit of a tall order. They've had a good year, but not a great year. So uh, you could see some more heavy hitters eliminated um, after the Roval in a couple weeks. Okay. Jay, follow-up? Yeah, I was going to try and squeeze uh, Mike's in here. With that, I went to coughing again. So hopefully I do represent uh-huh. him well. Yeah. Um one of the ones that Mike, Mike says comments. is Hamlin. Yeah. Um, it's got the same kind of comments there. Hamlin looks to be the strongest. Uh, Toyota shown consistency and speed, generally a championship-winning combo. Christopher Bell, mediocre, so it wouldn't surprise to see him eliminated in this round. Uh, Byron, pretty quiet in the first round. But has put his name squarely back among the top favorites. Chastain has kept his head down quietly doing the necessary work. And RFK, I think uh, Tommy mentioned it, seems to have cooled a bit, but only a little bit. Trying to hit some highlights. Well, he obviously talks about Chase Elliott, which I did a little bit already. So um, he shows, he says Wallace is impressive. Probably the year's unexpected deep run like a Dylan or Briscoe in previous years. He's showing the discipline and maturity that's been lacking in previous years, and I think it's translating to performance on track. Um, so those are from Mike. Uh, as you guys hit on, though, uh, Bubba Wallace with the 2311, we've seen that team building. To me, if you want to call it a surprise, it's certainly a good surprise, K with Chris Buescher and then uh, Brad Keselowski behind him. Because to me, that was one year of major strides. I mean, we see teams kind of build, you know, you talk about not not going from a top 15, top 20 team to winning races, and they kind of did within a two-year period. I know Chris Buescher picked up the uh, win. He wasn't in the playoffs last year at Bristol. But to come out and have the three victories this year, you mentioned it right now, the one sitting third in points. And I believe they said Brad Keselowski is the only driver that finished in the top 10 in every playoff race so far um so right there with him he just didn't have those points built up that busher did based off the the win so to me that's the the actual biggest surprise and that's just because of how big a leap they made within one year 
then on the other end, though, talk about some drivers. You're saying they're surprises to see them down there. I wouldn't have been all that surprised to see Ryan Blaney go out in the first round. He got the win at Charlotte, but hasn't been that strong and up front all year long. Um, they talked about the Fords just kind of being at a deficit, and I know they put that going back to both tip Penske. Everybody actually, they, with the exception of the um, underfunded, if you will, or not the top Ford teams, Roush Fenway, Kozlowski, as well as Front Row seem to have a better year than Stuart Haas Racing. Tommy talked about them. And even Penske, as far as those top Ford teams, whatever arrow disadvantage, those two teams have seemed to find a way to work around it, whereas the top teams haven't, which is kind of ironic. The other one that is there, and, and Mike mentioned it, is just Ross Chastain. Quiet and consistent, but not like they came in on a tear last year with both teams coming into the playoffs. So I think it's really open. I, like I said, I don't see any of them that are necessarily surprises when you look at the teams as how they've done throughout the year. Uh, things like what Kyle Larson now being on the line. Oh, yeah, Kyle Busch was the other one I wanted to hit on. There, too, switching over to RCR. They did come out, win a race. They've been really streaky, though. You don't see that consistency week in and week out, and yet they're on the wrong end of the consistency right now, on, on the bad end of it. And and I mentioned that earlier. This is not the time to be on the downslide of a, of a cons- inconsistency. Okay. I, I, the one thing that kind of stands out to me, too, when I look at this is a little bit. I, I guess it's not totally, but uh, the only ones you see that are really veterans up in the uh, uh, upper top eight here are Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex. I kind of get the, and maybe Brad Keselowski. It seems to me like all the rest of these are kind of next generation drivers. And it's a little bit of a changing of the guard, if you will, especially when you think about Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano going out on that first round as well. So uh, I think what we're seeing is we're transitioning from the one generation kind of fading out and the next generation kind of rising to the top at this point. Uh, so that's the only other thing I'm going to add. Uh, Tommy, what are your final thoughts? Well, here's this week. I definitely think Blaney, Brad Kay, Bubba, Denny have a good chance of winning, of course. Byron's locked in already, so thank goodness. Don't have to worry about him. Um, something tells me Larson and Truex have always had bad luck at Talladega and Daytona. Don't see that changing. I, I can't remember the last time Kyle Busch won a super speedway race, so I would probably say he's probably going to fall in the bad luck category again. Uh, Ross Chastain won at Talladega not too long ago, like last year, I think. So, I mean, you can't count him out. Um, you know, who, who knows? Talladega's a wild card. Watch somebody win this not even a playoff driver. Um, but, yeah, it, somebody just said right then, crazy to think about. I haven't really thought about it like that this year, but front row and um, – Roush Fenway Kozlowski have outperformed Penske and Stuart Haas Racing. I've 
didn't really think of it that way, but it, it, it's true. I mean, Mike McDowell had a win, um, and RFK's got two wins, and the only win that I could think of that Penske has was Ryan Blaney. I think Joey had one other win, and I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Um, they're definitely going to have to – they're ready for the offseason for sure, in my opinion, so they can make the adjustments they need. And, um, you know – I think the next four to get eliminated are going to be probably Kyle Busch. I would definitely say he's he's there. If Ryan Blaney doesn't get a win this weekend, I'd say he's probably going to get eliminated. And um, those two are for sure, in my opinion. I don't, I can't tell you the rest right now, but those would be my picks to be eliminated in the next couple of weeks if they don't get a win this Sunday. Okay, we'll move on now to a new hot topic. And, Andy, you get to choose what that's going to be. All right, yeah, um, it's already been documented that um, Rackley War Racing in the Truck Series has moved on from Matt DiBenedetto. They're going to put Chandler Smith in that truck for Talladega this weekend. Okay, Jay, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I'm kind of surprised they don't haven't made. I know uh, it was a few weeks back that Matt DiBenedetto announced he wouldn't be returning in 2024. Uh, so to have some kind of an idea of where they're going to go for the for the season. Now, with that, they did announce that once he didn't make the playoffs, they were going to go ahead and separate this year and need a new driver for these final three races. The Xfinity Series not racing this weekend. So to pull a driver, especially one uh, coming back to the truck series of Chandler Smith, I think is a great move for him. Uh, hopefully it does well for them, and I'm excited for Chandler Smith. But this team and a couple others, uh, when we talk about driver rides, as far as being for next year, that haven't been announced yet. Uh, it's still kind of surprising to me or perplexing Um so I'm waiting to see where a couple more dominoes fall. And I think this Rackley War is one of them. I mean, there again, we've seen the progression. And Matt DiMenedetto was a big part of that, of building that team into a championship uh, contending, uh, I'll use that word, team this year, although they got eliminated in the first round. Now to see them return, but they got to go through another driver change. So to see who they get in there, and I know there's a couple of drivers, uh, Grant Infinger being one of them. I'll represent Brian here as well on the show. He's not here tonight, but Grant Infinger, one of them that we know doesn't have a ride for next year. They've been working on things. Uh, Daniel Dye is another one. I know that part of that team that's shutting down with uh, GMS. So there's some drivers out there. I'm just kind of surprised that they haven't announced who's going to be in it for next year. Um, but I'm excited about Chandler Smith being in it this weekend for Talladega. Okay, Tommy, what are your thoughts? I was kind of surprised by the Matt DiBenedetto leaving Rackley War. I mean, I just don't know if it's bad luck or if um, he's just burned all of his bridges. I mean, he was at one point about to win in that 95 car that Casey Kane drove for like a year and the same one that Michael he was about to win at Bristol in that. 
And then he goes to the 21 car and has a couple near victories and then just disappeared, reappeared in the Trump series um, last year and kind of this year with Rackley War, and then gets dismissed with like three or four races to go. I you know, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I, you know, maybe he has an, another ride lined up for next year and there was some saltiness with Rackley War. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know, but um, you know, Chandler Smith won already this year in the Xfinity Series, and uh, I mean, I think he ran pretty well in the trucks last year. I can't remember who he drove for, but you know, he's an up-and-coming talent, so I'm sure he'll do good in that car this weekend. But I mean, I'm more can more concerned about what's going on with Matt DiBenedetto and his future. I mean. He went from like a likable guy that you wanted to see win to disappearing and then burning bridges and then I, I you know I just don't know I want to know more to his story and what's going on and uh, you know I'd like to see him go somewhere next year in, in more competitive equipment. I mean I know he made Rackley War kind of a contender, but I mean to me they're still good at super speedways, which will benefit Chandler Smith. But I mean. I just want to know what's in store for him. Is he going to a better truck ride? Is he going back to Cup? I mean, I doubt it because I feel like all the Cup seats are already filling up. So that would be the Xfinity Series, and I mean, where would he where would he be going there? So uh, just ready to see what what's in store for his future. Yeah, Tommy. Based on uh, our previous conversation about uh, Matt DiBenedetto, I think a lot of us would agree with you. Um, that uh, he he may have burnt his bridges here, and I don't know how many other opportunities he has, but uh, uh, we'll wait and see what happens for him. I think the rides are drying up, and, and we'll see what kind of opportunities he has. Uh, with regard to Chandler Smith, the only surprise for me is I thought they uh, – I'm surprised they're taking an Xfinity Series driver and bringing him to the Truck Series – um, it makes sense from one perspective, you're bringing a good driver into that seat. Um, but I thought they're nine in the owner points. I thought maybe they were trying to bring somebody in for owner points. They're ninth in the owner points, so I don't think that would be it. Um, but I would have thought that they would have brought up somebody from uh, the – you know, uh, an up-and-coming driver to try that seat to see if they can't uh, uh, give them a chance uh, in these last three races to see who they might want to put in that truck uh, for the future. I think bringing Chandler Smith into that truck is a missed opportunity for them to kind of see how another driver might do in that series. Um, who knows? Maybe Chandler Smith wants to race in the truck series next season. Um, you know, he might do what, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Ross Chastain did a while back and race in all three series. Uh, but, yeah, that's the only surprise to me. I think it's a good deal for, to see Chandler Smith in that truck uh, I think he'll do well in that truck. Uh, I'm just surprised that they didn't bring an up-and-coming driver into that seat to give them a chance uh, to try out for the, the, the 24 seat with Rackley War. So I think it's a missed opportunity for them from that perspective. Andy, what are your thoughts? 
Well, see, I, I'll differ from you a little bit in the sense that I think bringing Chandler Smith in gives them a chance to win. Um, undoubtedly, when you look at how well he's done in Xfinity this year and how well he did in the truck series at KBM, um, this is a guy that can come in and can win this race. In fact, I believe DeVenedetto won with this team a year or two ago. Um, might have been last year. I know he won, I think, a Talladega race with Rackley Moore. So um, this is a team that's capable of winning, and especially with this driver, is capable of winning. And, and if they are trying to position themselves uh, higher into the owner points, then, um, you know, who better than to do it with somebody who's got experience that can come in and automatically be a contender to win. And, of course, with Talladega, it's anyone's race anyway, but I, I do think that they've gone in a direction that will give them a chance to contend for the win this weekend. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that, you know, looking at having him in the field, you know, has to be given a hard look for fantasy picks this week. So um, I think it's a great move, you know, for this team to maybe put in Cupper Xfinity guys for these last two to three races to maybe finish out the season strong and then, figure what they're going to do, you know, when the season comes to a close. That being said, I see your point at the same time, Sharon, where maybe they were, would be better off to driver that, you know, can run the last three races of the season and get a head start on next year. But it, it is possible too, that they haven't figured that out yet. So I, I think Chandler Smith comes in and gives them a chance to win at least for Talladega this weekend. And then it'll be curious to see what they do for Homestead, um, and uh, Phoenix, you know, to see what they do there. But, um, yeah, it's a good opportunity for Chandler to get back into a truck. And, you know, since the Xfinity Series is off this weekend, it's a good chance to go out and race and maybe help Rackley out and and get them a victory. Okay. Uh, Jay? Yeah, that's the side I'm looking at it. Uh, You mentioned the the owner standings, that they still have uh, the opportunity to uh, work on that and a veteran, a veteran driver, and I say veteran when it comes to the truck series, as when he moved on, he was a championship contender, uh, race winner, championship contender year in and year out when he moved to the Xfinity. So that is a good move, and they are still in that building process. So until they're set as a team, rather than bringing in the up-and-coming, uh, not that it would necessarily um, bring the team backwards, but you get more input from a veteran driver as they're continuing to build. And I personally think this leads to they have an idea of what they're going to do next year. Again, and I'll just use Grant Enfriger, completely hypothetical on my part, but if they know they have a veteran driver that's going to come in and they just haven't announced it yet, they want to continue to build that rather than um, going with an up-and-coming or unknown driver uh, you know, it definitely is an opportunity, but when you talk about a seat, a seat time like that, I think you look at more at maybe Nice Motorsports. That's kind of what they've done all along. Or Cowbush Motorsports that has a race to fill and has the sponsorship. Rackley War also needs the sponsorship money. Uh, they don't just have an open seat as far as that or sponsors that are, are willing to come in. So I think that might come into play as well. Okay. Tommy. Yeah, with GMS Coming. closing. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, I was on mute. Uh, with GMS closing, 
I didn't really think about that, about them, you know, where's Grant Enfinger, and I think was their other driver, Daniel, or Rajah Caruth, you know, they got to go somewhere, and, you know, Nice is, you know, one of the top truck teams for Chevy, so, you know, something's got to happen there. Um, but, I mean, Chandler Smith is going to, I'm on Andy's side. I mean, the guy has already got an Xfinity Series win this year. He looked good last year in the trucks. He could probably, you know, get a win this weekend in that truck. Um, but, yeah, I just, I'm still over here thinking about what's going on with Matt DiBenedetto, but I was kind of thinking what you were thinking. I think he's burnt those bridges, but, you know, you hate to see it. He was a likable guy at one point, and, um, you know, what if? Yeah. Not for sure. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to add here. Uh, I, I'm going to be excited to see what Chandler Smith does this weekend uh, at Talladega uh, with Rackley War. And uh, we'll, we'll just wait for the announcement on what they're going to do for the other two races. Andy? Yeah, no real follow. I'm just you know, interested to see what they'll do to close out the year, and certainly that's an open seat for next year, so we'll have to keep an eye, our eyes on that one. All right. Uh, Jay, it's your turn to bring up our next hot topic. Well, debate between two here. We'll go with the Stuart Haas racing. I know, uh, I think it was Tommy mentioned it. Um, new sponsors or one race sponsors this weekend with the Old Spice and Wonder Bread as it goes to the movie Talladega Nights, um, bringing those in. I find it really, I don't know if ironic is the word I want to use here, but for Stuart Haas Racing, because we know where they're at, as Tommy put it, dumpster fire. Um, and I've heard that term before uh, from several here at Fan for Racing as well as on Twitter, but bringing in different sponsors still appear to still be a draw for a sponsor and whatnot. So how does that look to the future with Stuart Haas racing as they try and rebound next year? Okay. Uh, Tommy, your thoughts about it? The paint schemes look great. It's awesome. Uh, Ryan Priest run the Ricky Bobby Wonder Bread and, um, Chase Briscoe is running the old Spice Cal Naughton Jr. car. They look awesome. Now we just need the car out there that says me and the Laughing Crown, and I think we'd be all set with all of the, uh, oh, we need John Gerard's um, Pierre Warner or whatever it is. We need his sponsor. Then, then we'll be all set. But um, the video was awesome where they were basically quoting the movie. Um, they had Tony the guy was talking about Tony Stewart instead of uh, Denton Racing. I mean, they nailed it. And it, it, once again, it just shows how great Talladega is. I mean, when I went there two years ago, they had the um, the car that you could, like, take a picture with. The Cougar in the back seat was there. So, I mean, uh, they, they definitely know how to do the advertising, and they know how to hype this race up, and I, I just think it's awesome. The cars look great, though. I mean, they look exactly like Ricky Bobby and Cal Newton's cars. Um, some The top comment was, where's the Fig Newton over the windshield? Yeah, uh, Ryan Priest <laughs> needs that, but I'm, I'm sure it, 
I'm sure he don't want it after his Daytona crash. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Glad he's okay. That was crazy. I've never seen a flip like that. I'm glad to see that his eyes aren't bruised like they were. But, um, yeah, they just need to fig Newton over the windshield. And, um, uh, man, I, those cars look great. And I can't wait to see them on the track. And it, it'd be pretty cool to see one of them win. Um and it would definitely be something positive for Storehot Racing because they, uh, they're they losing Harvick. They're getting Josh Berry, who had a down year in the Xfinity Series. What's going to happen with Eric Almarola? What happens with Ryan Priest? What about Cole Custer? What about Riley Herbst? There's so many questions, and um, at least they'll have Chase Briscoe as the steady one, which I'm sure Andy's happy about, but... uh Maybe they'll promote Harvick up the management with Tony Stewart. Maybe he can get it turned around or something. But um, at least they're going to be running two nice paint schemes this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I think this is a pretty pretty uh, good idea. It's a great marketing opportunity uh, to promote the races at uh, Talladega and have some fun at the same time. And that's what these guys are doing uh, with the video and and with the paint schemes. You guys are right. They nailed it. Uh, and uh, uh, they did a really good job with it. Uh, I think it's going to encourage a lot of people to maybe tune in if they happen to see uh, the promos that they're doing with it. Uh, I think a lot of the people who enjoy that movie, Talladega Nights, uh, will want to tune in to see how those drivers do. So uh, we'll see how that works out for them, but I thought it was a brilliant idea and uh, I think that uh, Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe are the perfect guys to really have a good time with it at the same time. Jay, what are your thoughts? All right, you going to let Andy jump in there first, or you want me to go? Oh, did I jump ahead of you, Andy? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I guess you could call it a lighthearted moment in a positive moment for the team in what has been a pretty dark year. There's no doubt about that, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, the fact that they signed those sponsors specifically for this race this weekend and, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of an, I guess in, you know, a bit of an honor, um, or a, a tribute to the movie, I guess, maybe I'm not really sure the best way to put it, but it's cool. Um, certainly for fans of the movie to see those cars on the track this weekend will be pretty neat and, you know, cool they were able to replicate the exact paint schemes and sign the sponsors, you know, for the race this weekend. So, yeah, maybe maybe they can go out there and run well. And they were pretty fast at Daytona, actually, um, before uh, that wreck at the end of the race that took Priest and Briscoe out. Briscoe, I think, actually led the most laps at Tal- or Daytona back in August. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they can go out there and, and have – some kind of a good weekend. It is. It has been a very long year as a fan of that team in the 14 car for me. I can tell you that I'm ready for the season to be done. And I've, I don't usually say that, but that is a team that needs some serious, serious rebuilding and some different thought processes moving forward. Um, and I hate to be critical about it, but it is, it has just not been good. So yeah. So yeah, you know, this weekend's cool, you know, to go out there and have some, fun and, and keep things lighthearted and maybe they'll be fast and, and, and go out there and maybe contend for a win. But 
it's um it's cool from a marketing standpoint it's cool to to pay tribute to the movie you know i forget when that movie came out but i think it's probably been at least 15 16 years maybe something like that so I don't know. Pretty pretty cool to see it. You know, it's kind of a, a neat thing they did. And, uh, yeah, those cars are going to look good. I was on the racetrack this weekend. Okay. Now it's your turn. And, Andy, I apologize for jumping over you. <laughs> oh, no, no problem. You're good. Y'all hit on it. I, I mean, as far as from a marketing standpoint, Talladega – being a staple of the NASCAR series, the, the movie Talladega Nights uh, being what it was. Uh, I don't know who came up with it, but it, it working so well. Uh, and the paint schemes, you're right. I mean, are just on point. Really awesome to see that and that involvement. But I'm looking at it more than just the aspect of, especially with Stuart Haas racing, of taking a positive out of something. And it's been you know, and Andy said it. It's been really tough to find any kind of positive when it comes to Stuart Haas racing this year, unfortunately. We know the transition they're going through. They lost Kevin Harvick. We know they're losing Anheuser-Busch as far as a full-time sponsor. Don't know yet what's going to happen with Eric Almarola, the number 10 team, and Smithfield. So not that – I know Tony Stewart has some ties going way back with uh, Old Spice. I believe it was back when he used to run Xfinity Series races in the number 33. Um, at least even if it is a part-time type deal, uh, depending on what they get out of this weekend, or even just the two Talladega races, that is a help. That is a bonus. So maximize on it. And, and like I said, I just look at it as, a, as an encouraging thing as far as – not writing off Stuart Haas, and I know there's been talk of them going down to two teams and, you know, Stuart Haas getting out of it, or Tony Stewart getting out of it. Well, it's not all gloom and doom. There are still some positive and highlights to look forward to. The good thing is, is the arrow disadvantage that Ford has had throughout the year isn't as prevalent at the super speedways, and we've seen that. They mentioned, um, Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe being in it at Daytona up until the end. So that too is a good thing. And hopefully it builds for better things for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tommy, your follow-up. Not really how much, not really too much to add here other than um, all they need now is Will Ferrell and John C. Riley to, go out there and like do the um start your engines and all that good stuff and then it would be full circle um or have them race to the finish line i'm sure will ferrell would be up to it he's always an entertainer and um uh, you know other than that shake and bake <laughs> yeah that would be fantastic if they do that andy your thoughts uh yeah no real no real follow-up on this one yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat here. I have no real follow-up. Uh, Jay, we'll let you have the final word here. Well, it would be cool. They do have a four-car team. If they could have gotten the other two, uh, as, as Tommy said, get the Cougar, the me car out there, and then Perrier or whatever water it was that Frenchie was driving. Um, if they could have involved <laughs> all four teams, that would have been a tremendous uh, output with it. But uh, take what we can get, and, and they're doing a great job with it, uh, like I said, of um, marketing across the board for the racetrack at Talladega, for NASCAR, and for Stuart Haas. 
I just see a lot of good positives that come out of it. And, and again, have a refreshing sign that we tend to think of worrying about where sponsorship is going to come from and whatnot to see companies in, in doing stuff like this. There is still that investment and they want to do it. So even if it is only for one race, we'll take it for that. Um, Cause I think it is a good showing. Yeah. It makes you wonder if they might not think about doing that, if they don't do it this year, next year uh, with John C. Riley and everybody uh, doing the, uh, and search your engines and all that kind of stuff. That would be fun. Okay. Um, Tommy, you get uh, next hot topic. Uh, looks like the one we got left is that um, SMI gets another $4 million from NC State uh, for uh, North Wilkesboro. Okay. Andy, what are your thoughts? Well, this is interesting, and this is a good thing. You know, certainly enjoyed seeing North Wilkesboro make its return this season uh, for the All-Star race in a truck series race, and another few million dollar investment uh, into the racetrack and the facilities makes makes you think that maybe this track will will remain on the schedule uh, for next season, at least in some capacity. I think that's one of the big questions surrounding next year is, is would they run a points race at North Wilkesboro or would they return for the all-star race? And um, I haven't really seen anywhere that they would take a race from to turn it into a points race. So you have to think that maybe we'll see yet another all-star race at North Wilkesboro. And that would be good. I I really enjoyed seeing racing return there this year. Um, I had never seen any NASCAR races at North Wilkesboro because the last time they ran there was 96. And that was before my time as far as watching on a weekly basis. So um, definitely a throwback racetrack, a piece of NASCAR history that I think belongs on the schedule, at least in some capacity. So um, I, I like to see the the uh, financial investment into the racetrack because that to me means that they're committed to um, maintaining this facility and hopefully keeping it around for, for quite some time. Okay. Jay, your thoughts. I was kind of surprised Mike didn't put any comments up with this when he posted it. Um, but Andy yeah, already kind of hit on a couple of couple of the things, though, that, and I'm sure that's what was on Mike's mind. We know that initially we thought the Bristol Spring Race was going to go to North, North Wilkesboro as a points race. They've announced two races on concrete at Bristol, which means they're not losing a date. So now we're back to whether it's just the All-Star. But the fact that the community is investing in the track is a good sign. Um, again, hopefully with the uh, getting a cup points paying race, um, if you will. But if nothing else, the all-star race, we had the trucks there. They had um, the late model series that were there, a couple of different late model series. At least that's being put into the track, and the track will survive in some capacity as far as again, racing, um, not just sitting as a historic empty tomb, if you will. So I like that. But I'm, And then this is where I, I would have thought Mike would have chimed in. I don't see him putting that kind of money into something, though, for just one race, all-star race, uh, even if it's for a three-year deal. We've talked about that, how things seem to be in a three-year cycle. Um, that's a lot of money to be investing in just the one race uh, for three years. So I get the feeling there's at least some 
temporary handshakes are plans for the future, whether they come to fruition here in 2024 or further down the road. Uh, I, I think there's some things, though, that they're, they got to be looking forward to or they wouldn't just kind of make that kind of investment. But uh, even if it isn't NASCAR's top level, whether we see the Xfinity Series return there, again, the late model races they had there, I don't know if the Modifieds will come that far south, but using that facility as a racetrack again, obviously a huge boost for the racing world, as well as that community. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is great. I think that the $4 million investment tells me that NASCAR is looking at this as a long-term, as well as the, the North Wilkesboro and and the North Carolina State. Uh, they're, they're doing what they can do to maybe make this more of a long-term situation. Um, so two races uh, uh, for the following season, I take that as 2025. Uh, and then the uh, speculation about the All-Star Race returning in 2024, uh, that all makes sense to me. Um, I, th- I think it would be a good thing for NASCAR. They brought the trucks there this year. Uh, I would love to see them bring the Xfinity and Cup Series to that track. Um for a points-paying race, whether or not that's the case, we'll have to wait and see if that happens. Uh, but, yeah, r- really cool to see this happening and to see the kind of support that they're giving, uh, you know, from the state uh, to that community as well as uh, the track. So uh, I don't see anything bad here. I think it's all all a very good thing. Uh, Tommy, I'm going to do my announcement before it goes to you. Um, we're coming up to the 10.30 p.m. Uh, time frame, and for those of you that might be listening for the first time, uh, we do an announcement just to let you know that we are going to go out there at exactly 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. That means we'll be t- still talking as we go off the air. Just know that we are recording the rest of that conversation, even though it's not airing, uh, it's not available on air. Uh, and that becomes part of our bonus overtime material uh, on our podcast. So I'll go out on Twitter and Facebook to let you know that the podcast is available. And then you can go to the player of your choice, whether it's iTunes or iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, wherever you listen to us. Uh, we're even, we even have a player on our site, pamforacing.com. All you have to do is fast forward to that two-hour mark, and that's where you can hear the rest of the conversation uh, that will take place here tonight. I don't know that there's going to be a lot tonight because, as we mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, this is kind of the last hot topic, so we'll probably finish this off and then do our roundtable. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you can hear the rest of that conversation uh, on the podcast. So with that, Tommy, what are your thoughts? I'm just waiting for them to release the schedule so if we can see or not if uh, North Wilsburg is going to be on there or not. I know that I saw where Bob had tweeted a couple weeks ago that it was uh, delayed still, um, but I'm I'm ready to see it. Uh, I saw a tweet the other day that said that the playoffs next year are going to be full of nothing but um, super speedways and road courses or something like that, so... That would be a crazy playoffs next year if that's true. You know, I've heard that they're going to do a race in Canada. 
I just want to know. I mean, I want to know if North Wilkesboro is going to be back on the schedule or not. I mean, the amount of money they the amount of money they've put into it makes me think that something's going to be there. But I mean, um, all I know is is if it's on the schedule next year, I will definitely be attending. And I even I think I saw uh, on Twitter too where you know Rockingham was trending in the direction of being on. It didn't say NASCAR, but, you know, it said being on the schedule next year. So, I mean, I guess that would be Trucks or Xfinity, which, you know, that would be another race that I would like to go to see since it would be so close and they would be bringing the Rock back. But, I mean, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm just ready to see the schedule. I mean, nothing's set in stone. You don't know. It's all speculation. I'm just ready to see it and see the changes they've made for next year. Okay, Jay. Do we still have you, Jay? There we go. I think I got it undone. Um, Yeah, I'm with Tommy. I think we're all in that boat of uh, waiting on the schedule, and I know we kind of talked about that. We want NASCAR to get it all right, but uh, get it right in a hurry. I mean, come on now. No, uh, (laughs) it'll. It's going to be interesting, and I know some of what. Tommy was referencing, uh, I don't know how valid that source is as far as it being all road courses and super speedways. Um, there's talk of moving one of the road courses. I think Watkins Glen was the one that was talked about being moved into the playoffs. Certainly going to be interesting, and I think that's a valid thing to do as you know, we talk about the Charlotte Roval possibly going away, having a road course in the playoffs as that's part of the NASCAR schedule, and if the 10 races are the playoffs and the the best drivers on the on the variety of tracks, I think that's something that NASCAR needs to provide. So uh, I think they do need to look at that. But we'll see what happens. And, again, I, I'm just of the same accord there of the money that's going into North Wilkesboro, um, I'm sure isn't just for looks and show, that there's got to be some sort of plans. And I will say this. I know the cup race was a little – lackluster and we do we've talked about that as far as how the short tracks have been this uh this year with the next gen car but that truck race at north wilkesboro was i have to say <laughs> one of the best races i can think of all year long yeah in that regard jay i'm really hoping that nascar is uh been studying these short tracks and coming up with a plan uh for some package changes for short tracks uh coming up in the next season because uh, that would make a huge difference if they can kind of solve that issue, if you will. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, I agree. The truck race was fantastic. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing what they can do with the Xfinity Series cars on that track. Um, and uh, I'm with you, uh uh, Tommy, I can't wait for that schedule to come out so that we no longer are speculating. I know one of the things that they said is that they're still working on the deal with the uh, track up in Montreal, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Uh, they're still working out that deal, and that's what's holding up the schedule. Because normally we get that schedule sometime in September, but it sounds like it could be uh, into October before we see the schedule. Uh, this year, so it can't come soon enough for me either. Uh, Tommy, you get the final word here. I don't really have much to add. Uh, I mean, like I said, the amount of money 
the state of North Carolina has put into North Wilkesboro, I think something's got to be coming, but still only speculation. And uh, I'm just ready to I'm ready to see that schedule. Um, I want to see the changes for next year. <laughs> you and me and everybody else. Okay. Uh, Andy, do you have any other topics that you wanted to discuss? Uh, no, I don't think I do, actually. It should be good. Okay. Jay? No, I think we've got to wait until Thursday to see if we get any more word. I know whether it be the schedule um, this week or a couple other team-slash-driver announcements. Uh, got to be getting ready for these final ones. There's still, like I said, a couple more little chips to fall. Uh, I don't know if they're considered dominoes any po- anymore at this point, but there's still some things that we got to find out um, here prior to the end of the season. Okay. And, Tommy, did you have anything else? I do not. Thank you all for having me back, sir. Okay. Andy, let's go ahead and do our uh, table around the table thing uh to say good night so you're up oh uh, yeah cb14 fan on uh twitter and uh, as always good to be back and uh hopefully we can do the same thing thursday all right uh tommy at since 95 fan uh thanks for having me back and look forward to talking with y'all with y'all again Okay. Well, it's always good having you on, Tommy. Uh, Jay? You can follow me on Facebook, Michael Hoosman, MoparMJ8 on Twitter and Instagram. And, again, I do look forward to Thursday's show. Hopefully we have a little bit more uh, information on some of these things. If not, we always seem to find manage to find something to talk about and opinions <laughs> to share and go back and forth on. So uh, we'll still fill the time one way or another. Absolutely. I I have to say, in all the years that I've done this show, I think this is the first time that the show's uh, landed on my birthday. So uh, it was a little bit of a hectic day today, but we got it all done. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward uh, to the show on Thursday. And uh, it was really great uh, having all of you guys on the show here tonight uh, to – uh, along with Sal Segala, uh to make the show happen. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it earlier, uh, during our first half hour, we had Dr. Uh, Patrick Staropoli back on the show. I think every year that I've done the show, uh, it, just about every year, if not every year, we've had Patrick Staropoli on the show, and uh, it's always fun catching up with him. He's a super late model driver uh, in the Florida area, but what's really interesting about him is he's also an ophthalmologist, and we've watched Patrick go all the way through ophthalmology school and uh, follow his racing career along the way, and now he announced tonight that he's going to be moving uh, from South Florida, the Miami, Florida area, out to Houston, Texas, and he is now a full-fledged ophthalmologist, and we need to start calling him Dr. Patrick Saropoli. So it's an interesting conversation with him, and if you haven't listened to it yet, you'll want to check that out. Um, 
I am Bamford Racing site on Twitter and Bamford Racing blog and radio uh, on Facebook and uh, Bamford Racing site on Twitter. Um, we are going to be back, as uh, Jay referenced, on Thursday. We'll be putting together our podcast for Thursday, and uh, we'll be previewing uh, the upcoming races at Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, again, it's only two races this weekend. This time, it's the Cup Series and the Truck Series. The Xfinity Series is going to be off this weekend, but the Arkham Menard Series is going to be back at the racetrack this weekend. Uh, it was kind of weird tonight not talking about the Arkham Menard, Arca East or Arca West. Uh, they had a full weekend off all the way across the platform, so that doesn't happen very often, so I hope they really enjoyed it. Uh, so we'll be previewing their races that are coming up as well and uh, looking forward to that weekend of racing at Talladega Super Speedway. Keep your eye on the uh, uh, fantasy picks for this week because I'll be curious to see how everybody picks. Uh, it's one of those wild cards where it's really hard to make a prediction. Um, But thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday and look forward to doing this again. Uh, With that, I guess we're ready to call it a night, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody.